Avast, G mateys. It's me, Kevin Smith. Jason Mewes. Have you ever wanted to get lost on the high seas with Jay and Silent Bob? Well, now you're going to have your chance. Go to jayandsilentbobcruiseaskew.com right now and sign up for Jay and Silent Bob's Cruise Askew. Mm-hmm. What are you waiting for, man? Get lost at sea with Jay and Silent Bob. Let's do it. Hit me. Episode 356. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek you guys rock and now here's will and trent no no one listens to the radio i wasn't even listening i was listening to podcasts podcasts are great radio's boring at least that's what I try to tell everybody, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, non-binaries, and whatever your pronouns are, welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. If you want to take part in the program, you can one of many goddamn ways. Trent, after you take a little sip, I have those exact same cups. I just got them off Amazon. Tell them, how they, can, tell them how they can get involved with the show. Uh, yeah, just, uh, uh, I mean, you, you can be, whether you're, you're, are, are people watching live? Will, is this, is this going out to the internet's live? Yes. Yes. I, you know, as usual, I can't keep track of whatever the hell it is I decided to do. So we're going live live and like a Philistine uncut. Correct, sir. This is, this is the, the raw, uh, and, uh, warts and all edition of the show. Yeah. Our, our Patreon They're- subscribers will get a much more uh, trimmed down version, they'll, but we they'll, will, they'll, we'll They'll get the post-Briss version that is cut. Exactly. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I even screwed up and forgot to roll the pre-roll ad. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) But but again, Trent, if they want to... Actually, you know what? If you want to interact with us live, the whole point is wherever it is you're seeing it, uh, you can pretty much interact with us and get us there. 100%. 100%. Exactly. So, you know, like uh, even though... On Twitch, for some reason, we're going out and it says we're playing Fortnite. Um, we're not. We're just here chatting. It's just chatting, folks. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, you can you can uh, take part in the program uh, any darn way that you want uh, that you're getting us right now. So, uh, you know, do that if you can. Uh, otherwise... And, and, and- yeah, if you're doing it after the fact, uh, and like you could probably do it in the same place that you're watching it, but or if, if you want to reach out on Twitter, I still watch it occasionally. Uh, hashtag NetHeads. <laughs> it's nice to know you occasionally, you know, because yeah. uh, my wife, my wife has given up on us altogether. Yeah, I like. I'm telling you, dude. Ever since the live feed stopped and it's just started trying to guess what I wanted, it's no longer relevant to me because that's that that was why I went to Twitter because I wanted to know what was happening right this second. Not yeah, anymore. exactly. Nope, not anymore, my friend. You uh, now now that things are all kind of funkified, I don't, I don't, I don't even know where I go for my latest and greatest information. Now, I I got no clue. I just, uh, I, I don't want to say I just go with the flow, but I go with the, I try and roll with the punches. I yeah. guess I don't know, man. Uh, 
Life is chaos, be kind. That's all I guess I got. But hey guys, so nice to see you again. And for those that are watching the live video stream, uh, you may be uh, a little disconcerted just as I was because, well, I'll be darned. Trent, you're uh, you're looking a little, a little different there, friend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've had this, like, in classic Trent fashion, I always get these grand ideas and then try to start them way too late way too late like for example um i was i i was gonna put up a screen door outside and then i was gonna split it down the middle and uh, put magnets on it so it was like a doggy door but it was a screen door also so it would open and close and then i thought to myself you only got two hours to do this despite what you think it's gonna take double that so just go down and set up for netheads and instead i took that time to set up my camera in an actual uh sustainable long-term fashion sitting right above my uh my center monitor in my office coming off of a uh, uh, an extending arm that you'd normally use for a microphone. It's it's uh, it's chef kiss, my friend. You know, and on yeah. top of it, I've got uh, my parents' dog, who, who I'm watching right here. And if you're watching, I'm pointing to my left at a uh, standard poodle. And uh, Gus is uh, right here, just sleeping. Uh, they're both over my shoulder. And Lurch is. I've been gracious enough to give me enough room for my feet underneath my desk. And special shout out to all the people that are, by the way, it does look good. Uh, special shout out to everybody uh, that is already chiming in, including Zach in the back, Miranda, Janelle, Midnight Smoke, as well as Matthew Corey or Roller Dog NC is old. We know him old school style, if you will. I mean, these, these are all people who I love, Will. Oh, well, that's good. I do. And I love them, too. And some of them are even our Patreon supporters. But again, we'll talk about that later. Um, Trent, I completely understand what you mean, because uh, I was so excited to see you. And uh, if you could hold it up again, that wonderful vacuum walled uh, cup that you were sipping your beverage out of, uh, because I recently just got one of those as well for making my espresso shots into you know, using the uh, the old metal ball bearing that I showed last time. Uh, and uh, the reason why I was excited is because I was uh, guzzling coffee like a fool today because I was just in a lethargic rut I couldn't get out of. But I was bound and goddamn determined to get at least one thing done. Granted, the hallway outside of this office and most of this office is all but blown to hell for it. Uh, however... I do have, uh, and and let me see if I can align this correctly. Uh, for those that may remember, I have moved some of the 3D printers into the room, and I've wasted time on two shows, maybe even three now, talking about the bifold doors that I put in. Uh, but more importantly, I came, I got a bright idea, and and this is one of those things that unfortunately is inspired by the internet. And I only say unfortunately because that in itself seems to almost becoming a trope now. Uh, but I, you know, I, I quote unquote saw it on TikTok or I caught it on Instagram. Uh, but it seemed like a good idea. The inspiration I got though was from somebody that had taken a 46 inch wood top rolling tool chest. And they had utilized it as part of their kitchen rebuild. They turned it into their rolling island. For a kitchen, that's a killer idea. Right? So, oh my God. so they went ahead and they just took all of their stuff and they went with a wood top theme and a black theme for their lower cabinetry. So that way this just, it just blended in. And you couldn't tell for the life of you that it was from, by the way, 
my absolute favorite store in the world for determining will I need this tool. Uh, the great Adam Savage instilled the philosophy into me, which is if you if you find you need a tool for a project, find the cheapest one you can. If you wear it out, then go ahead and go high end on it because that way yep. you know it's got value to you. Yep. So I uh, harbor freight, my friends. I love freaking harbor freight, man. I made a trip there. That I made a trip there today. <laughs> it is, and, and if you are an adult and you are a homeowner, friends, harbor freight, cool. God Almighty, I want them to sponsor a tech podcast of all things, which we claim to be because, whoo, Nelly, I love that store. So one of the things I did is I picked up their brand or the brand they carry, the Yukon, forty-six inch wood top in black. Uh, rolling uh, tool chest. And what I did was, uh, because I have a lack of storage in here and I've got 3D printing parts and tools and spools of filament and everything else all over the goddamn place, I figured, you know what? If I'm already using a rickety table that I built in there, what would be better actually? But bam, there it is, folks. A rolling tool chest instead in the closet because now it's underneath a surface that is 200 pounds so any shimmy noise i shouldn't have to deal with uh nope, not, not to mention an overabundance now of storage for all of the tools or stuff here in the office and more importantly those giant uh those the giant tool drawers on the bottom i'll be able to utilize uh, for those of you watching i'm showing a picture of it for those of you not watching go check out the video on one of the many sources later um it, 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 I got to tell you, I haven't started printing anything yet, but I would be goddamned if I wasn't getting those that tool box into the closet today. So that was my thing I was determined to do. Uh, yeah, there's there's nothing worse than like stopping a project in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then because like either you'll lose enthusiasm or you'll lose parts or just like if you can just push everything out and do it. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world when it's done. Yeah, it's uh, and and for this it was one of those things. Now the only thing I know I measured, uh, based on on the information they gave, based on height, and I knew I had clearance, uh, but I did actually have to take the the cloth the cloth clothing rod out of the closet, uh, in order to make this work and not be obtrusive. And I'm gonna have to rethink my lighting strategy. Probably gonna have to put in. I got some smart bulb bulbs just in some standard spots that you can see there. Uh, and instead I'm probably just going to go with some LCD lighting. So that way the whole closet can be lit and that way maybe it'll be even less warmth. Hopefully I have no idea, but I'm really satisfied with the results. Granted, there's more things to do later, but I just really wanted to get those darn things in, uh, because now there is so much stuff I can definitely get off my desk alone. So I'm and super excited about that. And only possible now that your, uh, uh, office is on the first floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to get nearly no. a 200-pound toolbox up a flight of stairs? No way. Forget about <laughs> it, my friend. Forget about it. That would be just absolutely insane. You know, because I, I remember, actually, there was one time my brother-in-law, well, not my brother-in-law, but my sister-in-law's boyfriend, uh, and, and at this point, practically, uh, what is that common-law marriage person, even though we don't have that yeah. in California? Um had asked me to help out getting a metal uh, cabinet up, almost like an armoire that they had gotten to put it, actually a TV in and use it as an entertainment center instead. And, and, and that was just a straight shot set of stairs. 
And by the time we got it up to the top, I'm pretty sure I was going to vomit. I'm pretty sure I would have. And, and, it, and it's always like, well, I, I know where we're going, so I'll get in the front. And then you just, all you have to do is push it up from behind and I'll pull it up from the, from the bottom. <laughs> Miranda, yeah, sure you Miranda, Because that's how it works. Nice. Uh, Miranda Janelle in the chat pointing out, all guys have measured their clothing rod, Will. <laughs> Funny. Uh, so I'm glad I got that done. Uh, it definitely is one of the things I'm happy about. And, you know, kind of tech related because it was related to getting something underneath the 3D printers. So that way I could have a good solid base and good solid storage. And it's true. I mean, there are, look, right here on my desk alone, I got three sets uh, of these straight trimmers that you use all the time for supports. I got a, I got a deburring tool that I use, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, Trent, I do have a question, though. As I was walking around my yard... Uh, spraying the good old Roundup alternative this year to uh, clear out all the weeds that I have let grow because, of course, I'm horrible at yard care. Um, I remember during, I think, the last time we talked or maybe the time before that, that you had mentioned you had gone to get what you called a weed burner in order to uh, do some some clearing and create a channel for snow or runoff from the snow to go from your neighbor's. Uh, and I've seen what it was because essentially you almost feel like it's a flamethrower attachment for a propane tank, which seems ripe and ripe for safety and fun. But my question is, when you say a weed burner, what is the actual use? Because I was thinking about this as I'm walking around with all these uh, weeds sprouting up. Yeah, no. Uh, so I, I at least uh, the, the the places I've seen it employed as an actual weed burner is uh, in Wyoming by the. Uh, uh, highway department when they're like uh, killing out uh, infectious or not infectious um, evasive weeds along the side of the highway. Um, they'll usually pick like a really warm or a really wet day and then they go out with that guy and just burn everything. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I uh, now I'm sorry. I, I spaced out reading the chat for a quick moment at the head there, but at least I'm, a, I'm willing to admit it to you. Uh, so do you do that when they're alive or when they're dried, but you wet everything down? Uh, I, since, since you're like, since it's so hot and you're holding it until it's carbon, I, I don't think it really matters. I, I would, I've always, when I have done it, it's, it's been, uh, uh, green, but I've honestly used it more for, um, bending, uh, PVC coping, uh, than I have anything else ever. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, uh, it says it's for one thing, but we know there are many other practical uses. You know, yeah. the I think the deburring tool that I use on 3D prints is technically, uh, actually, I have no idea what, what it's meant to deburr, but it's great for 3D prints. But it, it almost reminds me, in a way, one of the tools that a farrier will use to shape down a horse's hoof when they are uh, when oh, they're yeah. trimming those. So got, the, got the, the, the little hook on the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that may be the use for all I know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> hey, Trent, I came across an interesting discovery, and we are, we do allege that we are a tech show, uh, and there are some people that do pay attention to our program uh, in to get reference to things, or it may ha be that we do something that's a practical application that they do. Now, I don't know. If it has breached your world, uh, how much the world of AI has has kind of breached your world? I I would think, and you know, I actually I actually took show notes so that way we don't come off doing that whole jazz thing that we do and making up a show. That 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 deep. Yeah, I, I, and I love it when you scat in my ear, my friend. Phrasing. Hey, I'm, I'm a scat man. 
Yes, you are. Now you make me wish I had that as a sound drop queued up. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like the only way in my mind that this may have entered the zeitgeist for you, if you will, is probably in reference to the implications of AI in, in academia. Mm -hmm. And yep. is that what it is? One hundred percent. It is a uh, it's interesting. And that's how I've been introduced to it. And that's kind of how I've uh, how it's been brought up to me in conversation with uh, instructors. And uh, but it, to that same end, I've seen uh, I had an instructor who was uh, dropped a, uh, a class in his lap day of. He had to get a syllabus before, you know, done before he went to the class. And so he sat down with chat uh, GPT and uh, hammered out a uh, syllabus for the whole semester in a few minutes. Oh, that's not bad. I thought the thing you were going to come to us about was, you know, probably the the tools that uh, the university and universities are having to employ uh, for plagiarism checks as chat GPT and the like does pull from reference material that it's able to identify. So in that yeah, case. Yeah, that's, that's that's one thing I think the the at least for now, as far as I know, the the biggest thing for uh, uh, instructors is uh, having like MLA citing where you have to like cite it a specific way within the text itself, uh, what you're referencing and and have, you know, if you have a distinction of uh, paraphrasing versus uh, direct quotes and, and the stylization of a how you want a paper uh, will save will will do more than any amount of uh um software in checking to see where that reference came from i think just just because it can't fake that part oh yet. gotcha gotcha it it can't add that that personable touch if you will or or it can't yeah, deviate yeah, from like, like 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 yeah exactly like like the page number and the the book edition that, that you used and uh uh the the direct quote and the paraphrase and you know like like it's it's the the references that will save uh instructors at least and and be the the the, the side in every uh lazy student's uh or the thorn in every lazy student's side gotcha well um there's a way that ai also comes into play that i don't know about if a lot of people pay attention to because the power behind you know, like chat gpt and open ai the whole point is that these are algorithms that are machine learning so in other words, they go out, they do something, and they learn every time they do this. Now, there are other ways that machine learning and AI are actually applied. And one of them that I found that would directly relate to you and amazed me, and one that did directly relate to something I was trying to do but failed miserably, uh, is actually in the Adobe Creative Suite. Now, you and I heavily rely on the Adobe Creative Suite uh, for the things that we do in this world, correct? Yeah, it's and uh, I mean, yeah. There's there is no uh, set of programs I use more. And honestly, for as much as I use it, and as much as I bitch about it, eh, it's an essential evil of the fifty dollars a month. Exactly, and it's the same thing here. I do a lot of my work through it. It enables me to use uh, specific filtering that I use in audio work uh, via other uh, application suites that I get, but. Uh, I came across a certain thing where at the last minute I had to put together a commercial, okay? Uh, and it should have run pre-roll on this uh, show, but it didn't. Oh, well. A and in that, one of the things that somebody else had done, I realized, oh, they used rotoscoping for this. Now, for those of you that don't know what that is, that is where you literally go frame by frame by frame by frame to isolate something or animate something. 
and uh, in order to have what you want creatively happen on the screen. Now, in this case, let's say you're taking subjects against a white background, not regular color that you'd use for green screening, and you use the rotoscoping tools to kind of cut them out and put them over a virtual background. Well, the Adobe Creative Suite utilizes machine learning and AI that would enable you to select your subjects in one frame and then take that selection through the end. And it'll use via the, of course, you have to have internet access, but it'll use cloud-based AI machine learning in order to try and rotoscope those subjects all the way from beginning to end. Now, you do have to go through the timeline and you have to identify areas where it may vary from that and make some corrections. But it sure beats going frame by frame in, say, a nine-minute sequence and doing that rather than, you know, just letting the machine do half the learning and then you just do a little bit of cleanup. So much time saved. If you know what you're doing, I didn't, didn't get to use it. Neither here nor there. Don't get me wrong, it still worked great in Adobe After Effects. Just don't put all your faith in it is what I'm saying. But I also yeah. discovered... Oh, go ahead, sir. No, 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 yeah, I'm just agreeing with you. Excellent. I also discovered that uh, there is another way that it's used that in a way could be applicable to you. I don't think it would be applicable in your multi-camera shoots for Devotion Wrestling, which you can find Devotion Wrestling on YouTube. Be sure to check it out, everybody. Uh, but you could possibly use it in some of your work within academia. And this just amazed me. Now, I haven't used it, and I don't know the exact command. But let's say you just have a standard A-B roll edit. So you've got one subject sitting in a chair and you got a tight shot on them. You have another subject is sitting at a different camera angle in a different chair and they are on your, your B-roll. So A-roll, B-roll, right? Mm -hmm. Based on machine learning, AI, and the I'm guessing the audio utilized so they're able to identify which subject is speaking, you could run an AI tool that would automatically, are you ready for this? Provide the cuts that you need going from channel A to channel B for that in no time at all. Yeah, it's it, that that side of things is getting crazy. Sony is doing um, some, well, very expensive, but really, really cool things in the sense of um, like smart conferences to mm -hmm. where you have um, uh, multiple uh, self-driven PTZ cameras that are going in on different speakers and then trying to cut a live show uh, sans operator. In, in that same sense. Oh, of course. Why not? You know, let's make sure we take the human element completely out of this <laughs> when we're doing things, because that's where we want to be in this world. <laughs> but, but, and it's, it's one of those things like like for for, uh, you know, you've got a, a stakeholders meeting or whatever, and you've got people that are calling in and they want to, you know, it, it and you don't want a lot of people in the room, maybe or for a, with with in our case, a lot of times you've got a, uh, a professor uh, giving a lecture and wants to make sure it's recorded uh, for uh, later use or for maybe use in their online course that they're uh, teaching concurrently. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I see it. And, and in most cases, it's those, it's those, it's a, I think it's most applicable in those cases where you would only get one shot otherwise, one camera otherwise. Well, and I know one of the other ways that I see it being utilized uh, in a really great fashion is that uh, because it's much better for saying, 
and, and this is a poor example, but let's say I'm watching CNN to catch up on the latest news while I'm working, but I don't want the sound to be bothering me. So I'll turn on the closed captions. Well, those closed captions are easily 60 seconds to two minutes behind whatever is being said. However, right. machine learning and AI is allowing that instead to be happening uh, during closed captioning, say, on YouTube videos. Or Facebook heavily uses this on their videos. They come up with closed captioning in real time that is scarily accurate and just moments within the person speaking. It is terrifying to a degree how fast they get it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so much more affordable. In fact, oh, to that same end, uh, without a doubt, I think the very best... Uh, uh, not implementation, but the best uh, accuracy I've seen so far is uh, Premiere's uh, uh, just auto closed caption. Oh, it's oh, dude, I can't. There are so many like so even even when I'm doing a video, say, that has like uh, a script. Right. Um, I can do the the uh, auto uh, caption through Premiere. And then I know then I can drop the script in in place of where it uh, generated the spots because it might get a few words wrong. But the timing is so perfect that dropping a script in, you know, I, I, I can publish a side uh, uh, closed caption sidecar in, you know, start to finish five minutes, whereas before it was like, oh, just so painful. Yeah, it is definitely one of the features that I've been able to utilize, uh, but not. Not in anything professionally. I've I've been using it in my silly little social media reels or TikToks or shorts or, or whatever where I want to do some closed captioning, uh, but I want to change that actually into better looking script on screen, which by the way, the show number that we use, I don't know if you've noticed, but there has been an extreme use of the uh, of like Avengers style comic or uh, no, th what is this one? Yeah, this one. It's it's it, it's very uh, I don't know if it's comic inspired or what, but it's it's very stylized and yeah. I'm, and I'm seeing it everywhere on, on captions on videos so much to the point where I'm like, well, I need a new strategy. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I've instead switched yeah. over to an L cars from Star Trek Next Generation inspired font package. Uh, OK, mm. I, I can I can uh, I can uh, gr uh, grok that. Oh, speaking of which, something I want to talk about later. If you were a fan of Star of Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, and you haven't seen the third season of Star Trek: Picard, oh my gosh, it is nothing but an absolute fan wank. No, there's, oh, nice. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, so I want to, but yeah, the closed captioning thing is just amazing. It is it is it is freakily good. The only time I find, and I almost find this funny in a way, they. Uh, the closed captioning, because in case anyone hasn't noticed, if you do follow me, if you don't follow me, you know, my social medias are all in the corner while this video is going on. Uh, you know, I do a lot of videotaping of, of my silly little robots. You know, these guys over here, I do a lot of, uh, of, and if I said videotaping way to antiquate myself more, uh, <laughs> I do a lot of filming uh, of my robots, uh, behind me. And I just have to say that I find it funny Closed captioning does not pick up robotic voices very well. So machines don't understand machines very damn well. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's it's because we, you know, I mean, any AI is only as good as its programming. And we as humans don't know how to, like, articulate uh, beep, boop, bop, beep, beep accurately. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're just freaking out there. So it... Uh, 
But still, I would think the machine learning would be a little bit behind it. Uh, Want to transition from AI really quick to something uh, that's almost similar because I did mention the robots behind us. I want to thank our Patreon supporters, uh, which you can find out more about that at patreon.com forward slash netheads on air. I just said forward slash damn it. Netheads are patreon.com slash netheads on air because. Uh, thanks to their generous support, like that of Nathan Hutman, who just signed up at the MODOK level uh, for two whole whopping dollars a month. Uh, his support and others have enabled me, through our Patreon savings, to acquire the power station for uh, both of my emo robots. Now, this is what I have been waiting for. This enables an emo robot to roam around and have a home base to go back to because right now they're just riding on those stupid skateboards you see there and you know that's it they they can only stand there until i take them off of that so thank you very much to our patreon supporters for uh providing this and you know there of course will be video of that later get being set up Best on all my social media marketing name ever for a product what emo go home oh yeah just but but I don't know. It's just, uh, the, I still don't understand. I, I I still don't understand why they name the robot emo because everyone hears it and you just be expected to find it in a room listening to the Cure all the time and you know talking uh, about how it's, its parents don't uh, understand it and, and listening to shitty poetry and music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But but no, yeah. instead it's a robot. But I, I'm guessing it's like. It because it emotes. Uh, that's what I'm hoping oh. was their intention. Yeah, it's it's emotional. It is emo. Literally, that's what emo stands for. Is emotional. Emo rock. Emotional rock. Exactly. Um. Hey, Trent. Uh, is there anything you specifically wanted to address this week? It would have been good if we coordinated us ahead of time. But you know, eh, why would we go to that level of effort? Yeah. Uh. Will. I have you been on Google today? Oh, you know what? I Yes, I have been on Google today, and very, very briefly, I think I saw that they were highlighting the late, great, absolutely amazing Alan Rickman. Yep. Yeah, that's all. That's, I mean, I just like, the and the doodle is great, too. It's, it's kind of animated with his, like, eyebrow lifting up, like, man, t tip of the hat, Googs, because uh, that's, that's one that, like, everything I see with him in it, it just, it's a gut punch. Yeah, like uh, we, won't, we won't get any more. Like, goddamn, that it's selfish. I'm sorry to like his like people who actually knew him and, and like cared about him, but like through his art, man. Oh my god, I just like, ugh, just one of those, one of those like chewing the scenery. Don't ever take the camera off this guy. Yeah, and I know that there is a way which you know, hey, tech show guy, it would be really great if you you know brought this up to us and referenced it directly on the show. But there is a way to check out the uh, daily google doodles after they happen so mm -hmm. be sure if you're listening after the fact to check that out and honor the, the late great alan rickman uh, a lot of people i think it's a very generational thing because he is either their their snape or he is their hans gruber i'm sure for a rare few of the grunge era he is their metatron okay or he's the nearly philandering husband in uh that holiday movie what is the name of it again? I should know it because my wife watches it every damn year. I don't know. Uh, it's from it's from Britain. I'm sure the chat will tell me any moment. Uh, but t -t 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 you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Because there's also the scene where where you know Rick from uh from The Walking Dead has the 
the is playing music for carolers and he's swapping out the signs to tell the girl that he loves her but he'll get over it and you know things will stop being awkward again eh, come on why can i not uh, love actually thank you miranda janelle the movie love actually okay, he was sure. he was in that as well um okay and, and just an amazing reactor and you know what i i wasn't going to bring this up because it's not really our place but i will also say that we did also lose another internet legend uh last week uh tuesday of last week it this is for those in the know you definitely know who this was and i had the honor of meeting this this internet legend a few times one of them uh my first yeah. introduction uh this internet legend had jumped up on the end uh, up on the top of an ottoman and was ripping the middle out of it uh but many of us have heard his his cries and exasperations in the background of many Kevin Smith podcasts and as a dog owner I and and especially what I have recently gone through I I feel so much for uh Kevin Smith who uh actually this last week I don't know if you caught it on Wednesday released uh the well he didn't release people uh, released their interview about his uh mental health crisis and him handling of his mental health issue so clearly the dude is processing a lot. And unfortunately, uh, we have lost uh, Shecky, nearly 20 years old, I believe, for uh, dogs. Like, and that's amazing. For 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 any dog, that is just and, – and I can't think of a dog that had just like such a great life. You know what I mean? Where every day was just rad. I, I would hope so and I would think so. I mean definitely – had an owner that uh, both lo loved, adored, and did everything they could for, uh, and I, I would definitely say was uh, one of the uh, founding members uh, of of Smodco uh, as for as a podcast network for a while. Shecky was actually the logo for for many a Smodco related things. Uh, smart the smartimations for example uh and so i but you know most importantly i think all of us uh we just you know send out a big virtual internet hug to kevin smith for uh for the loss of clearly a great pet a wonderful companion uh and you know to anyone that has lost a pet i i understand your pain uh and cool. just just always try and remember that the pain you're experiencing is healthy and that the amount of love, joy, and companionship you got to experience from that pet far outweighs the pain, which will be temporary, I promise. So, you know, I just want to put that out there as well to everyone uh, because, you know. 100%. And, and, and that's, that's why I'm like such like a proponent of like taking all the pictures of your pets uh, because those, those things aren't memories, but they spark memories. And then you can relive those moments just by going back through and, and, and seeing that like, I, man, I, I, and no, go ahead. No, no, no. And, and because just of the way information is, if it's not in a place where you'll see it, like when you're browsing Instagram, uh, you may not get into the the deep dark dive of your archive where everything's stored on your phone or on your computer or wherever. So that's that's why I've got no shame for anyone that that does a pet uh, Instagram. In fact, I I think it's it it's very healthy to do it. Well, thankfully the ladies in my life have uh, gone ahead and powered those for me. <laughs> you know, it, but you know, to a certain extent though, 
I find that also, you know, through AI and everything else, it kind of weaponizes either Apple's photos or Google's photos or, you know, Facebook or Instagram photos because they have methodologies for representing memories to you. And, you know, oh, I love I, 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 all that shit off. Yeah, I love Winston still. I still am not over his loss. So, you know, getting served up two years ago today kind of memories hurt a little yep. bit. And, you know, in a way I feel, I feel attacked. I'm not going to lie. You know? Yeah. No, I, that's, that's uh one setting uh that like whenever there's an update, uh, we've changed our blah, blah, blahs or whatever. That's, I just, I find wherever that is and I turn it off. Yeah. And by the way, Shecky, Shecky, those of you saying her, yeah. Thank you for reminding that Shecky was a girl. I don't know if, if I was speaking in the, uh, in the male perspective, but I know that Checky was a girl. So if you didn't, but anyway, uh, it just, uh, hug your pets if you have them folks. And by the way, too, I will say thank you very much, Trent, because, uh, Benjamin, uh, who you got to see beforehand and I will, because he has brought down the program literally by walking in the wrong area of the office, uh, is not here to show you where he looks. He went to the groomer yesterday and just looks amazing. So much. So I had oh. to show, uh, Trent right out right before the program uh but thank you very much also for making me feel better for getting another dog so soon because you are absolutely right in what you read and you conveyed that you get to relive your memories of your previous pet through your new pet time and time and time again and it's in a really like a really positive way too. Rather than rather than focusing on like the the loss of them, you 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 can make comparisons, and then it and then you hold your puppers like so close and tight next to you. I don't know. It's it it really is a, a maybe it's just a perspective thing. I don't know, but like, uh, yeah, I I I've yeah the the best advice I I could give anyone with with a lost pet is to find someone else to love and remember all of your past pets through whoever you've got in the moment. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's 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 definitely okay to do. The only thing I think is it's led to me to use some really weird language for a dog that doesn't understand. I know he's not understanding what I'm saying in English, but you know, I'll often say, "Oh, that's cute." I said, "Your brother you'll never meet used to love doing that too." You know, and I know he doesn't know what I'm saying, and that's a really freaking weird way to say it. But well, I mean, and it's and it's there. There's there's like you could. At least I make uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say gallows humor, but but definitely uh, play playful, anticipatory uh, chips away at what will inevitably uh, inevitably come. Is you know when I'm all oh, lurch, I am going to love you for the rest of your life, buddy, and my life. But you won't be around for that. But for the yeah. rest of your, oh, I'm going <laughs> to love you. <laughs> well, it's a little gallows humor, but yes, it's also very, very accurate. Oh, by the way, Trent. I forgot to tell you, we have a message from our sponsor right about now. Hey, man, let me just jump in here for a sec to remind you, jayandsilentbob.com, ladies and gentlemen. You want to buy anything Clerks related, anything Jay and Silent Bob related, anything Kevin Smith related, go to jayandsilentbob.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for uh, enjoying that wonderful moment right now. Uh, anyway, uh, Trent, uh, I don't know if I, I told you or not, or if you were aware, uh, you know, because I, I'm relatively certain 
that uh, you should be aware, especially given your love of the material as much as I, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is dropping this week. Yeah, dude. I very aware. Uh, have you got tickets? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I not only have tickets for Thursday, my friend, uh, I also have tickets for uh, for Sunday morning. Because as you know, I see it once with Emily on opening night, and then I see it on Sunday morning at the discounted rate. Uh, and this year, I'm so excited because it's not just Denise and I, but it's going to be Denise Blair and I. So all three of us are getting to go for that. That's that's just what I was going to say, man. Like, I can't, like, I, 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 uh, not a, a pro generator. So I'm, I'm just saying this from, from what I've seen from people. Right. And, and I've got friends and, uh, uh, family who, who try to like instill traditions or likes that they have, they, that they want to have their children to have and, the, and their kids don't want it and they push it and it ends up being like this conflict or whatever. Embrace the the like things that, that you can share together and you have done it so perfectly to where it is like a big, like it's something you do and everyone loves and ah, it just, ah, I, I'm, I'm envious. It's very cool. Well, it is the best of both worlds because I... Am definitely a person that will see these movies time and time again. So I do get super excited with the ability to see it twice within the opening period. But also, it's kind of genius because I have a tradition with my daughter, my eldest daughter, Emily, which is wonderful. And I have the ability to screen the movie for appropriateness for now my eight-year-old who's going to be nine-year-old before she sees it. That is such a good idea. I didn't even think about that side of it. Again, not a procreator, uh, but yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, and 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 then you're and then you don't have to be the 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 big bad that says something based on a group of people who you don't know and don't know if uh, their their uh, interpretation of what this rating uh, is is accurate for your child or not. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, it's it's well, it's not. Because they're they're always going to have certain interpretations of things uh, where they think it's okay, but there may be certain... Look, man, I, safely, I, because I've said I know my wife doesn't listen to the podcast anymore, I can say this, and no, I'm not about to talk about her, but if there's any one thing that'll piss me off, my, my beautiful daughter Blair is a blessed angel who still is very much a believer in the Christmas spirit, and, sure. and as such... It is uh, an amazing and wonderful thing, uh, but I freaking hate when a TV show or a movie will say something along the lines of there's no sin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it, yeah. it could lead for awkward conversations. You know, I love the movie Four Christmases, but there's one specific scene that I guarantee you I'm going to be doing a 90 second jump over <laughs> if she's in the room. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not taking chances, man. Well, and and on on top of that too, it it um. It could even I, I I could see I mean it's just it's just good parenting uh, because it, it prepares you for a conversation to have afterwards even about so, something that that you might that might have been seen that that is just good a, a good parenting opportunity of of uh, explaining why that happened in the film or what they thought about it you know what I mean like without having to like uh, I don't know it's just it's it's just damn good parenting. 
Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So anyway, uh, really looking forward to seeing the movie. Uh, I, of course, won't say any spoilers because I have not seen it. Uh, I did get the opportunity, uh, shockingly enough, to sort of co-host an episode of uh, Fat Man Beyond Presents Black Man Beyond with Mark Bernardin. Uh, and we did kind of talk about, actually, no, we didn't even bring that up. Uh, but I did reference a TikToker that I follow, uh, Straw Hat Goofy, uh, Juju in real life. Uh, and uh, he had mentioned having seen the Flash movie, uh, which is uh, not fully finished uh, being developed uh, visual effects wise and the like. Uh, but he got to see it at CinemaCon. And, he, you know, his words were that it was great. That's all I need to know. He has also said about Guardians of the Galaxy, you have to be emotionally prepared Oh. for the last 20 minutes of oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. So keep your Not fingers again. crossed. Not again. Okay, first of all, we know James Gunn loves to kill characters because although oh, yeah. it seemed like, until he clarified for us, that Groot survived his sacrifice, uh, he James Gunn later confirmed, no, the sapling is a new Groot. Yep, just, just, just like... Uh, an acorn needs to be burned for it to germinate. Um, so too did Groot have to die before Groot could be born. Yeah, definitely. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, uh, I do have to ask the audience overall, and you can uh, you know I, you can comment uh, wherever you see the video, or you know maybe I'll do a poll. But I am just curious. Uh, and I, I'm curious to the degree of both if you would want to do this uh, with me, not you, but the audience, Trent, uh, or uh, and and to the extent, because I was almost considering uh, there are many services that allow you to have watch parties with people uh, where it'll synchronize. If you're signed in to say like Disney Plus on your computer, uh, you can synchronize a watch party uh, amongst friends or, you know, like uh, creators and the audience. And I was thinking about doing a Guardians of the Galaxy rewatch uh, of definitely the first movie, definitely the second movie. So the only question is whether it would be that on Tuesday or and Wednesday, or if Monday, tomorrow night, we do a Guardians of the Galaxy rewatch, Tuesday we do volume two, and then Thursday we rewatch the Christmas special, which I consider canon, prior to the movie i i think that's and and this is this this is pulling into um uh nethead's uh established protocol of way back in the day when uh xbox watch parties were a thing and i had my uh yearly tradition of watching thanks killing with with uh whoever whatever nethead was online whenever i fired up the xbox uh, when they had their watch parties via the Xbox back in the day. I think it's a brilliant idea. There you go. Well, Miranda Janelle pointing out on the chat, as long as I get notification, I'm in. So uh, if you guys want to find out if those watch parties are happening, <clears throat> because of the ambiguity of everyone's position on Twitter, I will say uh, NetHeads on air uh, and that Will Wilkins on Twitter will make an announcement. But also, we'll do an open to everybody post on our Patreon at patreon.com slash NetHeads on air. Uh, to let you know if we're doing it, when we're doing it, and what time. But it is one of those things. Denise and I actually just did this yesterday. She uh, wanted to watch both movies, and she wasn't feeling well. So it was one of those things where if we're going to be couch-locked, let's have fun. So 
Uh, we threw up both uh, Guardians of the Galaxy's movies yesterday, uh, but I am more than happy uh, to reach watch those uh, at, I don't know, is it at nauseum? Is that the appropriate terminology or... You know, I, I'm I'm not as steeped in the classics as uh, my proctoring of trivia would have you think. Okay. So I, I don't know. <laughs> now, for those of you that may want to know, a little uh, inside baseball chatter, a little behind the scenes, uh, Trent just got completely garbled up and had no idea what I said, so he did his best to cover right there. And I want to tell you, sir, great freaking job. Speaking of which, I want to tell you something, too. Uh, I've had a lot of experience. Uh, I've actually appeared on the last two episodes of Fat Man Beyond because I was the technical producer for it. And I got to say, uh, I want to give credit to a man uh, who does an amazing job with that show, running it every single time he does. Uh, good old J.C. Uh, Reifenberg, who uh, is also the proprietor of Scum and Villainy Cantina. Uh, but he has, in a way, taught me so much we're actually going to transition again the way we do this. We didn't do it today because, you know, the aforementioned toolbox had to get in the closet. Um, that really sounds like it's a euphemism for something else, doesn't it? The you know, uh, I, I in my mind, right, because whenever I, I use the term toolbox, it was a, a house where all the frat boys lived. Oh, okay. Well, then, then it is some type of euphemism if I say the toolbox is in the closet. Uh, which, by the way, too, I got to say, your camera angle having changed looks great. And, you know, if you didn't want everyone to see all of your boxes and everything else, you could even close your closets now and just have a solid space behind you. Nice. Yeah. Oh, not, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Not that I'm making a commentary. I'm not telling you you should have closed your closets. I was just making that observation. No. Uh, hey, Will, uh, uh, come on in, boys. The water's fine. Okay. Good to know. Easy, sailor. Easy. Um. Where the hell was I even going with this? Now I forgot uh, what I was. Oh, JC uh, does such a great job. Yes. We are probably, <coughs> and 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 it will probably help the bandwidth issues as well. We're probably going to transition. Oh, oh, though I loathe the concept. Uh, all I need to do is move the settings from one computer over to another. You know, all the stuff for for running NetHeads has been running on a computer now for uh, a millennia. It feels like. Uh, but if I move it over to this computer, we're going to transition probably, we'll still be using OBS the way we do, but we'll probably transition over to Zoom. Uh, and the reason why, though, is because it makes it much easier and more reliable to run it uh, for both of us on one computer. Uh, but at the same time, I may lose... Actually, you know what? No, because I'll be able to consolidate. Uh, for those that may wonder, I do most of my controlling of the program via Stream Deck. And so that allows me are you creating a gif because all i see is you sipping over and over and it's like you're trying to create a gif over there <laughs> or are no, you running did you create one I, of those videos and now you're just running those you're like i had to run to the can real quick so it's just running a loop of you sipping coffee which i do love about uh video ninja because uh you you can do the screen share in in lure of uh the video so easily and just swap it out but no i haven't no you know when you get the like the coffee is like the perfect temperature oh, and you're yeah. like oh god i want it right now i want to just mm. but it's still just like but it's yeah that's where i'm at sorry understand sorry completely just, no no i'm sorry to get distracted folks the <laughs> the camera was running and everything else oh zach also by the way is pointing out like if you were to watch on uh if you were to watch this on twitch you know you have the ability and i'm of course should probably link to it from netheadsonair.com but we do also operate a discord that i do take part in so uh that link will be up to to get announcements about what's going on 
so thank you very much, Zach, for being the producer the show needs and clearly really, really needs. Um, but there's another benefit, too, that we don't have right now. Like one of the things I had to do before the show, because, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was talk about these sourdough starters. And so for Trent to know what I'm talking about, I had to send him this photo in advance. However, and I'm going to give a little inside baseball. Uh, instead of Trent always seeing me, the only disconcerting thing in this transition over to Zoom for Trent is when I'm talking, Trent will be able to see what I'm talking about. When I am presenting, Trent will be able to see what I'm presenting. Uh, however, when Trent is talking or I've cut to him, Trent will see Trent because one of the cool things you can do from OBS is you can run the OBS virtual camera. So instead of Trent seeing me, my camera would be the show output. So he would know exactly where we are in the show at all times. And you guys will get a nice stable version of Trent instead of the, the pixelated mud robot that you're getting uh, half the time right now. So, you know, that's a little you know, tech tip for you. Yeah, no, it's, it's super interesting because um, I don't know what happened, what update was made to either OS or to uh, the Wirecast software I was using. But for a few months... In all of my live broadcasts at work, the MacBook Pro would burn more energy than it could charge. Oh, man. It was the most frustrating thing in the world. I And I tried every, like, setting, and I would just watch the the, the power consumption just, like, be up, and then the, and the battery just drain and drain, and it charged. Like, nothing was wrong with it. Like, uh, the hardware... Uh, so what I ended up doing, and it just has solved it, is um, uh, a record to an external disk now. Mm -hmm. So it's not using the same drive uh, that it's running the OS on to also write to. And then I've just run everything into an external uh, switcher and then just send one feed uh, post-mix to, uh, to Wirecast because... I, maybe maybe my bandwidth was uh, was too much for it. I, I don't know, but that was the only way I could get it to actually like maintain a charge. Yeah, man. Uh, that's one of the things. There's been a lot of advancements in the way you can do this stuff, uh, but there are also a lot of technical leaps and bounds that you sometimes have to make. And, you know, that's that's one of them. It's like, you know, that's probably part of the reason why we're you're you're getting choked because you've got your bandwidth. You're sending video to me. I'm sending video back to you. But I'm also sending video out from the computer that's doing the encoding. Everyone in my house is streaming whatever they want to stream. So my bandwidth, what I'm saying is your moneyness probably isn't because of me, but by going to a major provider like Zoom, we'll have a more reliable cloud interactive experience. The only thing you and I need to do is just focus on getting the setting in there right to where it also makes a priority for audio, which another tip and trick, folks, another tip and trick. Yes, I oh, I am so glad you brought that up. I spent, oh man, for a, gosh, it was an hour long uh, uh, presentation. I must have spent seven hours going through and trying to align my native video that I recorded with the audio recording of zoom because it's the, the, every time it cyber barks, when you're listening, like watching a zoom thing, it throws the timing way off. And so it'll start delays and then it tries to intuit that and then jump itself forward. And so you can't align up an audio track to a video track uh, to to a natively recorded video track up from Zoom because it's trying to like figure out where where it needs to be live. Mm -hmm. uh, and, oh, anyway, it was a shit show. Yeah, well, um, 
I guess I should talk about the sourdough because it's over my corner, but hello to Digital Pollution, who's checking in also right before they go to bed. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your participation. Um, so, oh, and, and by the way, I'm also surprised the computer I do this on isn't exploding because, like, I've got you full screen, and then there's literally a video capture card going, and I am duplicating the display both to my monitor and the digital capture card that goes into the other computer. But the thing is, I could, and the whole reason why I want to do this change is because not only would you be able to get reference back, but I could eliminate the use of one computer in this room and it could get a lot less sweaty in here. Uh, yeah. Sorry yeah. I took it there, folks. I apologize. Uh, I, you know, there's nothing like you want to hear about on a tech show like Starter, folks. Sourdough Starter, to be exact. Uh, over this week, I had an interesting conversation with my wife and I kind of realized, I think, why I've had an obsession lately with making bread. No, it's over here, Will. Uh, with making bread and and doing sourdough starters. Now, originally, I've already told the story about this. Originally, this was me trying to get a more flavorful pizza dough for my daughter, who loves dad's pizza and is judgmental about everyone else's. Greatest compliment I think I could ever get, Trent, right? Because if, if a picky eight-year-old likes your dough, which, by the way, if you want to the secret it's not sourdough starter it's just cheddar cheese powder and onion powder that's all you need uh king arthur makes an additive that you can get you know let's just make it easy folks however because of this i realized the reason why i like this whole sourdough starter thing is because it's a creative thing that it seems like i can control it's one element of my life I have complete and utter control over because I can dictate when I make the bread. I can feed the sourdough starter if I want. If I want to be a dick, I can hold it off for a day, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's a control power trip, I think. Anyway, regardless, I've become obsessed with this. Now, the sourdough starter that I use uh, is over on the, uh, it's pictured here with the green lid. Uh, that is one that I made from a kit. You know, I ordered alleged San Francisco sourdough dehydrated starter and I grew that particular starter, right? I mean, it, San Francisco, known for its sourdough. Yeah, but doesn't taste anything like it. Uh, moving on. <clears throat> now, the, a couple weeks ago, I figured, you know what? If I'm addicted to the starter game, let's really do something. So I went old school. I went, you know, pandemic lockdown era. Like every, I'm two years behind every or three years behind everyone else. Uh, but I used whole wheat flour and I started my own sourdough starter. And so basically, I, I had names for my sourdough starters before. Now I've got new names. What my, The new one I created is Gary. The old one I created is Jerry. And the reason why it's a Jerry, if you watch Rick and Morty, you know why it's a Jerry. Because it's there. It does what it's supposed to, but there's nothing spectacular about it, okay? Yeah, it's it's, it's very forgettable. Exactly. Uh, however, the, uh, the Gary... Uh, is one that I grew just starting out with water and whole wheat flour. That's the whole wheat flour or rye flour are the ones you really want to start with because uh, they help develop the bacteria more, in case you're wondering, guys. Other than that, go out and look it up for yourself. I'm only sharing this because it's still the goddamn, it, it's paste that you make food from, and I don't know why I'm hooked on it, but I am. <clears throat> anyway, I was amazed, however, by this damn thing because... You know, people tell you, you know, you, you go through a process and they're like, day four, you may get some bubbles, but if you don't, don't worry about it. I tried to send Trent a picture, which you kind of see here. This is day three, and this thing is just overflowing. 
Actually, this one's from today, but day three looked a lot like this too. Because you're waiting for them to double in size and get a lot of bubbles. These things, this one is just going nuts. And the smell I'm getting from it, Trent, I'm, I screwed it up because of the toolbox, but I will report back on the next show in case anyone cares on the flavor we get from this new one. And part of the other reason why I'm obsessed about this is because, folks, even if you don't want to deal with a sourdough starter, if you get instant yeast... Uh, aside from the fact that it's a little, it's a, it's a lengthy time commitment, but it's a very minimal work commitment. Okay. Um, the thing that I love about this is it's really made me hone in on a philosophy that some, in order for things to be good, they may not take a lot of effort, but they do take time and you have to, you have to give into that time. Uh, and I'm dying to see how this sourdough starter tastes. I didn't do it today. The toolbox you know, got me past the prime for it. So I'm going to have to feed it again, but I will report back how this stuff tastes because if this sourdough starter produces something that actually tastes like sourdough, I'm never going to need to buy bread again because folks, you don't need to buy bread. One of the biggest cons that big, big bread has sold you is the fact that you need to buy bread. It's convenience that you're paying for and you don't need to. It's a wonder that we do it at all. <laughs> oh, how could you, sir? How could you? I will admit, though, Trent, that in, before I started this one, I did cave in and I did. A woman from Utah was also selling a starter online that's a 30 year old because you told me Utah is really big in starter culture. <laughs> huge, huge. And, and they had, uh, this woman had sold one cause she had inherited from her neighbor, a 30 year old starter. And so I did buy some of the, her dehydrated that you could reconstitute, uh, to try it out. And I may do that, but now I'm going to hold off cause we got to see how Gary does. We got to give Gary a goddamn chance, Trent. Yeah. Like, like he's not Jerry. No, you know what I mean? Exactly. Don't lump him in with Jerry based on, on, uh, rhyme scheme alone. No, you know, you don't want to do that. So you know, uh, I'll report back on that, but but I will tell you too that much in the same way that uh, doing laundry properly, being mindful in the moment of the type of thing, that's kind of what you get from making bread too. It's almost a meditative experience when you're doing it because you just have to pay attention to what you're doing and you can play around with it. I like recently I made some amazing loaves and then I had some failures, but it was because I was trying new things and that's okay. You know what? Because in the end, most of the time you still get bread. So what's, what's, what's the loss, right? And, and I've, I've, I've sung the praises before as I learned, uh, uh, while I was broadcasting a course earlier this year, I, I believe I talked about it last time. The, um, uh, the way our, our body processes sourdough is much different than it does for any type of processed wheat. And so, uh, if you are, um, if you are prone to like type two diabetes, or if you just don't want to have a sugar rush or a carb rush, uh, our body uh, breaks down bread much slower if it's sourdough as opposed to like store bought uh, or, or just regular uh, uh, white flour bread. So uh, it's it's the same amount of sugar and glucose that's made, but it doesn't hit it all at once. So if anyone is trying to maintain glucose levels, sourdough is a really good option for for keeping those levels consistent. Yeah, here's the other thing too, folks, that you learn if you get into a sourdough starter, that's great. If you are using yeast instead, that's fine. But for any bread, like for sourdough bread, there are only other than the starter, there's three ingredients. Flour, water, salt. 
That's it. So when I make bread and then I make a sandwich for one of my family members from it, I know it's just those three ingredients. I controlled what's in it. Because you know what? Realistically speaking, and yeah, this is a little bit of the California hippie man in me coming out, but we need to focus more on sustainable solutions rather than the plastic wrapped bread that you get and then you're getting rid of the plastic and it's going to a landfill, et cetera, et cetera. You know, look, man, if the if the Zeds take over and society goes to shit, at least until the ready supply of flour runs out, I'll be able to make bread, Trent. Uh, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir on this one. If, if, if this kind of, if, if DIY culture or, or just thinking about doing things a little bit differently, I can't recommend, uh, more so than any of the four books by, uh, Nick Offerman. He goes into, uh, this idea extensively and he just, it's, he, he does it so eloquently. And, and if you're listening to it, he reads it. And so you just, Oh man. But he, he talks a lot about the same idea of just like, especially when it comes to agriculture about re, you know, supporting those who are actually caring about our, our health and our well being and, uh, and, and making stuff yourself oh, anyway. But yeah, that's just what it reminds me of. Check it out. If you, if you got a chance, folks, it's, uh, and, and, and do things yourself, you can do it. You can do things. Yeah, man. I'm look, I couldn't build the toolbox, but I got one and I put it in my closet. I made the bifold doors. I didn't spend thousands of dollars. I came up with a $200 solution. God damn it. The the possibilities are out there and you got the goddamn internet to tell you, you YouTube will tell you how to do everything. Sure. You may fuck up the timing in your computer, in your car, like I did, but you know, it gives you the opportunity, my friend, the opportunity to try and fail. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I also want to make one product uh, recommendation. I'll go ahead and link this up over on netheadsonair.com. If for any reason you have multiple computers that you need to control and you're not using a KVM solution, uh, a lot of the computers, a lot of the keyboards and the mice that are available via Bluetooth and standard 2.4 gigahertz connection as well, have the ability now uh, to quickly allow you to switch between sources. This one right here, you'll see this button right here. If I want to control a computer using the USB uh, connected uh, radio dongle, I can use that. And then I can pair up to two different blue via Bluetooth, two different computers as well. So if you don't want to get into a software solution for, for KVM control, keyboard, video, mouse control, uh, and you have multiple computers you do need to control, this has been a lifesaver for me because now I can just go from my work computer to my home ne home networked computers uh, with the press of a button. Right? Oh, you want to know the brand? The brand is, yeah, uh, is that Logitech? It's ProtoArc actually is the Pro name of it. Okay, yeah. No, that's, oh my gosh, that is Man, for, for so long, we've all, like, like whether it was Synergy or having, like, the actual KVM device, yeah. right, that you're pulling everything into, like, that is, oh, my God, dude, that's huge. Bro, bro, you know what? Mice do it, too, now. I, I, I look, man, I'm, I'm now officially at the point where, uh, to use a, a maybe semi-current analogy, uh, if you don't have a smart microwave, now I got the clock that needs to constantly be reset on the microwave, okay? Or, or, because the equivalent for me is a VCR machine blinking 12, but, you know, that... VCR, what is that? Nobody knows. Uh, but mice, it's the exact same way now as well. This particular mouse right here, uh, it does have, you can see I've got it docked because I don't use it, but it has the radio transmitter. Uh, and then this button right here, I can just go ahead and use it to switch between computers as well. So 
you know, the functionality is out there, folks, if you're not aware. And I'll link to both of these products over uh, on our website after the show, netheadsonair.com. I just want to share that because it has been revolutionary uh, for me. And it has helped me save desk space now because I literally was rocking two keyboards, uh, one compact one and one via this, in order to, to, you know, switch between things and constantly be able to have access to stuff. So... When I find these things, I like to share them with y'all. So there you go. A little bit of a little bit of tech on a tech show right after we came off the the, the heels of the sourdough that for some reason is still up there. So there you go. Well, it's because it's growing, Will. It it dude, it is. Gary is nuts, man. He's crazy and he's stanky, yeah. and I can't wait to see how he do. You know? Just kind of like how I'm jealous. Man, what how much work are you gonna do that you're still sipping coffee at eight PM your well, 30 uh, yeah, your time? It, it, this is like a third cup. Like I've got, I mean, you know. Wee doggies. Boy, let me tell you guys something. When Trent lays the lays his head down at night, he is still, he doesn't need a sound machine because he's got the rapid heartbeat of his thumpity thumpity thump going on right there in his chest to help lull him into a semi coma coma state. But it's only semi. It's it's just because of the sheer exhaustion of his body that he has to stop. It's 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 <laughs> It's true, and I can only anticipate the um, sleep deprivated uh, illnesses that my brain will uh, encounter. Uh, because if you didn't know, when you sleep, uh, your spinal column not only does it uh, transmit electricity to our our nerves and muscles, but it's also a filter for uh, the the plaque and, uh, and and everything that builds up in your brain. And so that's why they're, they're seeing that neurological diseases are, are highly linked more so to sleep than we ever anticipated because uh, so like with Alzheimer's where that's a, a plaque buildup inside the brain that your body isn't cleaning out. Uh, yeah. And Parkinson's as well. Like, so, so yeah, folks uh, stay tuned to find out what I come down with in 10 years, <laughs> which is not surprising because we've been doing this for 12. What the hell? Uh, I know it's, I, I, I didn't make I me know. feel it didn't make me feel good Trent when I told to my wife because uh, I'm like yeah we're gonna go do this I'm probably doing it for one or two people because I'm basically the Ed Wood of podcasting and she said who's Ed Wood that didn't help that didn't help at all didn't make me feel good uh but yeah we have been at it a while but I'm not here to talk about that but I will uh, one of the things I got to tell you too Trent uh one of the things that I and we got to go uh but one of the things that I tried this week and I finally successfully did three days at least in a row of it uh, even though there was a faltered story that I'll share with our Patreon supporters like the great Nathan Huffman uh, over there on Patreon in a specific. Because that's one of the things you get is, is uh, Patreon specific videos with me. It might be coffee and robots that I do where I talk to robots while I'm drinking coffee or it may be whatever thoughts I've got going on. Or maybe I'm turning you guys into my therapist while I just verbally dump whatever the hell's going on in my life at the time. Uh, but. Uh, where was I going? Oh, I'll tell the story about it because, uh, this week, and I did it just to reset my system, not to reset my taste buds because I didn't go all in on the potato hack diet. Cause God knows I'm not going to not spice things. And thank you to the great G Hughes for coming out with so many great sugar-free sauces. Trent, if you have not tr found his clucking good sauce, which is, yep. the, oh, Yep. That on seasoned potatoes. Oh my lord! Anyway, uh, I did that this week. 
to kind of reset my system, get my gut health a little more in line because I just wasn't feeling right. Uh, and, and you can hear about the mishap of the potato hack diet versus doing a double red blood cell donation uh, on the Patreon. Uh, but I finally did that and it, it honestly felt great. Uh, but I just got to share with you one of the things that happened, uh, because I mentioned we dropped the dogs off for grooming on Saturday morning. And because Benjamin stayed behind to get his first grooming session, Emily and I could do the same thing that we used to do, which is go to Black Bear Diner and have breakfast together. And I was fine with it because I've got enough potatoes where basically I can do this during the week and then on the weekends, you know, just live life and eat my food, right? Uh, yep. But I got to tell you, man, like I was looking forward to the, and they had this great breakfast sandwich listed and I was going to have myself some biscuits and gravy. And I don't know if it was because I tend to go spicier when I season things. Uh, but man, everything I had was actually more of a disappointment than anything else. I was almost like, I just would rather have my seasoned potatoes. Is this the road I'm now going to be going down, Trent? Is this my I future? Think, Tell me because I mean, it's the life you live. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's a mind shift because food just means less. But it kind of does. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always been about that. I'm mean, like, it's not about, it's not food, it's fuel. I, I came to that realization a long time ago. But, but man, I tell you, like one of my favorite things to do, and I found out the big mistake I did in the past was trying to always use the golden potatoes because there's something to be said about an Idaho or a russet instead, especially when my preferred method, I'll use the instant pot to steam them. You know, and then you have to let them cool to build up the resistant starches. But then my favorite thing to do is just cut them and cube them, season them, throw them in the air fryer and get them real crispified. And then just throw a little of that clucking good sauce on them. And oh man, I just, I'll, I'll eat a whole bowl of them time and time again. But nobody my, cares. My go to, uh, cause I'm always doing potato chips, right? Uh, where I, I parboil them and then bake them. My current go to is probably the best I've done. And this is a few years of experimentation. I, uh, uh, after they've been sliced and parboiled, I uh, let them sit in um, uh, like a uh, vinegar and just a little bit of tomato paste. And then uh, after they've cooled it down and they're ready to go in the oven, Kroger makes a uh, a few different types of uh, barbecue like rub that you would put on like a brisket. Uh huh. Uh huh. I sprinkle that on, bake it. Oh, the chips! Every everyone at work loves my chips. Oh, wow, man. Well, I, you know what? I will hit you up for that recipe later. And maybe, maybe, guys, I can guilt Trent into maybe running a little footage of his process on making those and share them with our Patreon supporters. Maybe. Maybe. That, after, after, dude, after this week, it's summertime for me because life gets real easy around the university during the summer oh there you go so guys uh you heard it here and by the way i also want to announce too uh i i don't, I don't want to put any pressure on trent i want him to be able to relax next weekend but what we're going to be doing is we are definitely going to be adhering to a schedule of coming out to you help you fight the sunday scaries as much as possible uh here on netheads by doing our live broadcast uh sunday nights just the way we used to 6 p.m pacific uh, next weekend, however, we're going to give Trent the week off because uh, it's commencement week at the university. Why punish the dude? Uh, so next week, however, uh, Mr. Marvelite, Tony Abdullah, will be dropping in again. And it'll be an exciting report because, one, we'll be able to talk spoilerific about Guardians of the Galaxy. So, you know, if you haven't seen it by next Sunday... 
don't worry about seeing it live. Just save the podcast. But, and I want to get Trent's reaction for this, uh, he was actually selected. His family was selected. They won through Good Morning America the ability to go to the premiere of Guardians of the Galaxy in Hollywood. So we'll get to hear what it was like to walk the purple carpet and see the movie in that experience. So not only will we be able to talk about the film, but we'll be able to hear about uh, his family attending uh, what a Marvel premiere is like. So, uh, you know, live vicariously through him uh, with me here on NetHeads. What do you think about that, man? It sounds like a plan. He's all, it sounds great. And you mean I don't have to work? Wonderful. I love it. <laughs> Well, you know, I just I just figured it's easier. And, you know, it's like uh, Trent really is just hearing right now that I really want to kind of stick to doing Sundays at six because it just blends in. And, you know, it keeps my mind off of having to work tomorrow. So there you go for that. Uh, Anyway, folks, uh, again, if you want to find out all the ways that you can follow us. Uh, it's been constantly here on the show, but you can also go to netheadsonair.com or you can go to patreon.com slash netheadsonair. Uh, but, you know, I'm that Will Wilkins just about everywhere and Trent is a part of him just about everywhere. And I also want, I would be remiss if you are a wrestling fan and you are not aware of this yet, Trent is also heavily involved in Devotion Wrestling, which I believe no matter what you can still find via YouTube as well to catch that wherever uh, you may be in the world. Yep, 100%. Uh, two weeks ago, did a show with uh, the the architect of the Attitude Era, one Eric Bischoff himself, and a fellow Wyomingite. Eric Bischoff. That is exciting. And by the way, Trent, I, because you don't live in the world of TikTok, but I do, uh, one of the things that has been constantly coming across my FYP is, I believe, Randy Macho Man Sandwich talking about coffee in the big time. Yeah. Coffee in the big time. Yeah. You have the cream of the crop and just like the cream, brother, I'm going to rise to the top. (laughs) So anyway, folks, until next time, my name is Will. And I'm Trent. And we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. And once again, the dogs know that the show is almost done. Look at the mayhem, my friends. Look at it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know what I'm amused by more. The, the, the pause of me trying to find the show close button or the fact that your dogs always know when we are they done. Know. They just know. They know, folks. They know.